my worst enemy The flesh that's covering me Brings me down to my knees Welcome to Sermons in the Park a ministry exploring biblical truth from the Word of God, focusing on the truths that help us in our daily walk with Christ in every aspect of our lives. Now, here is your Reverend, Jamie McCaskill. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to an all-new Sermons in the Park. As always, I am your Reverend Jamie McCaskill. I want to thank all of you for joining me here on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday in February. Um... You know, Valentine's Day is getting awful close, guys. Um, before we get started, let's do like we do each and every week and bow our heads and thank our Heavenly Father for all the great and wonderful gifts He's given us, all the gifts of life and breath and air and all these great things. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for this beautiful, beautiful day. We thank you for giving us the strength to get out of bed, the energy to roll over and put our feet on the on our floor and get out of bed every each and every morning it's all because of you and we thank you we thank you for the gift of air the gift of food the gift of water all these things that you give us so that we can survive here on this beautiful planet that you gave us we thank you father for allowing us to have just another day here we thank you for the friends and family that you give us our husbands and wives and daughters and sons and and cousins and mothers and fathers all these things are because of you father and they show us your wonder it's just so wonderful father when we look at the feather of a bird and just the way that you stitch those little strings inside of there that's all you and then the the millions and millions of raindrops that compose one single raindrop it's because of you, Father. It's wonderful. The mysteries of this universe are all yours. How many apples are inside of another apple? Because the seeds that are in there can plant a tree and grow another, and can grow apples that then can plant more trees and grow more apples. It's just amazing the things that you can do. We thank you, Father, for all this. In the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. So, You've read the title, you've seen the thumbnail, you've seen the pictures, and so you know what this one's about. And it, now, in the past, in, in several different episodes and, uh, and sermons that we've done here, we've talked about angels just a little bit, right? And at the same time, though, we didn't talk much about the battles, though, did we? So... Let's dive into angels just a little bit more today. Like the thought of, is it possible that they fight battles that you and I are, are unaware of? And does the Bible mention their battles? So let's start off, let's just, just look at the book of Daniel, because there we can see a, well... We see something very rare. We're given just a glimpse, okay, of the events that happen, between, you know, with angels while they're over there in the, the uh, for lack of a better term, the spirit realm. Now, today's sermon, yeah, it might be a short one, but what I hope to do here is just to show you that, yes, 
Yes, there are spiritual battles taking place. Battles between the righteous angels of God and the evil angels of the devil, you know, the ones that we call demons. And, and these battles do, in fact, okay, affect the history and the destiny of many, many, many nations. You know, I, I mentioned Daniel a little bit ago, but that's the first example that we're going to talk about today. And it revolves around, well, Daniel. We read where Daniel, you know, he, he had been fasting and, and mourning for for three weeks. We're going to take a look at Daniel chapter chapter 10, and we're going to look at the first three verses there, okay? Uh, so Daniel chapter 3, I'm sorry, Daniel chapter 10, verses 1 to 3. It says, in the third year of King Cyrus of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belshazzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh or wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now, we read that after this, Daniel, he, he receives a vision, okay? He sees an angel of God, and this angel tells Daniel that God had sent him at that, the very moment that Daniel humbled himself to pray. Okay, verses 12 and 13 read this. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard. And I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now, many believe that this angel that we're reading about here is Gabriel. So why was this angel, right, Gabriel, one of the most powerful spiritual beings to ever have been created why was he delayed okay because remember gabriel is said to be god's messenger and he would normally have delivered the message the very moment that he received it but we see that he wasn't able to do that not of himself he was not able to get past who here we read him call the king the kingdom of the prince i'm sorry of the kingdom of persia right read with me daniel chapter 10 verse 13 again because it says but the prince of the kingdom of persia withstood me one and twenty days but lo michael one of the chief princes came to help me and i remained there with the king's of Persia. Now, 
As you read right there, we read that Gabriel needed help, uh, specifically the help of one of God's more powerful angels, Michael, you know, to, to help him fight his way through so that he could then go to Daniel and, and deliver the message. And then what do we read in verses 20 and 21? We read, Then said he, Knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee? And now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Gratia shall come. But I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth with me in these things, but Michael, your prince. Now, think about this for just a moment. Gabriel was sent there. By God. So, if he's sent there by God, we, we have to know that whoever it was that, that, that delayed him, who hindered him, this had to be an enemy of righteousness. Right? And I have heard and read where many believe that this prince of the kingdom of Persia here is just a powerful human being. But think about it. Is that even possible? I say no. Not at all. Because there's no way that a human, just a simple human being, even if it's a king or a, or, a, or a prince or a minister or whatever, would be able to have enough power of themselves to fight even the weakest of spiritual beings. Read with me real quick. Hebrews chapter 1, we're going to read verse 7. It says, and of, uh, and of the angels he saith, Who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? You see, a small group of um, even the lowest of angels could kill countless humans. At, at just the thought of it, this flesh and blood of ours, it's helpless against the power of a spirit composed being. Read with me Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. And then, then, look at look at uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. In fact, when God wanted to rescue Jerusalem from an attack by Sennacherib, he only needed one. One angel to go and kill 185,000 Assyrian warriors in only one night, guys, okay? Isaiah chapter 37, verse 36. What do we read? Then the angel of the Lord went forth and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and fourscore and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. This means 
while a human prince could could uh, could not even resist a righteous spirit, it had to have been a spirit that has, you know, who is who I should say, is not only evil, but is willing to fight a righteous and powerful angel, who was basically on their way to Daniel, right? So, so we know that this is a reference, right? Uh, the, we know that the reference to this prince of the kingdom of Persia, this is a symbol. It's symbolic of a powerful demonic spirit. We see similar symbolism used in like other places in the Bible as well. Like uh, Let's look real quick over here at Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 12 and 19. What do we read there? We read, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom, and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the burkil, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created, till iniquity was found in thee by the multitude of thy merchandise. They were filled, I'm sorry, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. All that I'm sorry, all they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror, and never shalt thou be any more. That's obvious who that's speaking of, right? But let's keep going. Because let's look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 4, and then we're also going to skip a few verses and go to to verses 12, and we're going to read to verse 15. So verse 4 says this, that thou shalt take up thy this proverb against the king of Babylon. You see that right there, the king of Babylon. And say, how hath the oppressor ceased? The golden city ceased. And then, we're like I said, we're going to skip a few verses. Verses 12 to 14, right? And we're going to read. Hold on. Let me get my Bible back over there. 
verses 12 to 15. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Now, I'm going to mention something here because I feel it's important. Typically, with those two verses, specifically the ones we just read, Ezekiel and Isaiah, many people like to say that those are talking about people, just just human beings, you know, normal human kings. But no, come on. They're talking about a powerful, an ambitious, and a vain spirit, one who rules over all of the rebellious spirits. This cannot be some ordinary king. Because remember, one of the, in Ezekiel, it talked about this person being in the Garden of Eden. And that's not possible. It wasn't possible for some human king to have been in the Garden of Eden. And I'm going to show you just an example here, okay? We're going to compare some verses. We're going to compare some verses. We usually don't do that here, but I like to do it in my personal reading. So we're going to compare Genesis chapter 3, verses 22 to 24. Okay, we're going to compare this. Let's read it real quick. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden, to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims, and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Now we're going to compare, the, we're going to compare that verse. Like I said, we're, we're doing some verse comparison here. We're going to compare that to what we read in Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 13. Okay? We just read that, but we're going to read it again. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold, the workmanship of thy tabrets, and of thy pipes, have prepared in thee in the way that thou wast created. Okay, you see, there's no way... A normal human king would have been there. Right? Now, looking back at our verses from Daniel, okay, I want you to remember, Gabriel said that he fought against, right? He, and he, he, said that he said the one who tried to stop his message from reaching Daniel was this evil spirit who he called the prince of Persia. Not a Babylon. Not of Jerusalem, not of any other nation. No, he said the prince of Persia. I think that this shows us something. It shows us that God has assigned angels, you know, to different principalities and different powers. 
Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Okay? And then we're going to look also at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. There we read, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heaven places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Okay, then we're going to go to Colossians here. We're going to go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or, or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Now we're gonna skip we're gonna skip to the next chapter. Colossians again, chapter two, verse fifteen. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So so now Speaking of authority, especially of the spirits, okay, we're going to talk about angel. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about the archangel Michael for a moment. We see him called what? He's called the prince of Israel over in Daniel chapter ten, verse twenty-one, where it says, "But I will show thee that which is noted in the scriptures of truth, and there is none that holdeth with me in these things, but Michael, your prince." And remember, Daniel was from Israel, so. He's called the prince of Israel there, and uh, Jerusalem specifically. And then a chief prince, he's, then he's called a chief prince when you go back to verse 13, Dan, uh, Daniel chapter 10, verse 13. But the princes of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. You know, uh, in similar fashion, actually, we see the devil himself is also assigned his, uh, I should say, has also assigned his demons uh, positions as well, uh, positions of authority, you know, over these earthly kingdoms. We see that when we look at Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 12. Which says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So, what we can gather here is that, that Gabriel, he, he was on his way to see Daniel, and somehow he, he got close to Persia, and while he was there, he was intercepted by some, let's say, evil angel. Who, who was given authority to influence the affairs of the power uh, of that kingdom. And, and who knows, who knows, maybe that specific evil spirit also had lesser demons who were working for him. And after he fought with these demons that controlled Persia for what we read was 21 days, Michael then came in and he helps Gabriel to break through. Right? So... That way, Gabriel could go and deliver the message because we see he then goes back to Persia to fight, doesn't he? Now, I don't know about you, but when I read this, it makes me wonder. 
and and if you ever have me help you you know come to to help you with deliverance you'll, you'll hear me mention this but when you look at this how many angels are fighting each and every day just like this you know right around us right now there could be angels fighting demons off who are trying to attack us each and every day each and every moment of each and every day spiritual warfare is happening it's happening all around us at all times the bible makes that very clear so I hope that uh, you gathered something out of this. I hope that this is something that um, interests you a little bit. Maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe I answered some questions for you that, that you may have never even thought of, right? So I want to thank you all for joining me here. I pray the Lord continues to bless and keep each and every one of you. I love you all. God bless you, and I'll see you all soon. You have been listening to Sermons in the Park with Reverend Jamie McCaskill. Be sure to follow us on YouTube, BitChute, and Rumble. And as always, thank you for listening. There's joy for the morning, sinner be still. Earth has no sorrow, heaven can't heal. Earth has no sorrow, heaven can't heal. So late.